This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of a Swans Cast podcast. And I think we're going to end up uploading twice this week. So you might have already listened to one already that we recorded with the guys from the Seattle Sports Union. So we did that, I guess, um, not expecting when we were going to kind of upload it. But the stuff we talked about, I felt like it needed to go up to me because it was relevant. We're talking about the Cardiff game a little bit. But obviously, we've got to do one after that game just to react on it, I guess. So we're having two this week. So bonus episode, if you like. But Lee is with me this time, as always. And we are going to discuss um, three in a row. <laughs> One more can you say? Are you, uh, how are you feeling after that result? Yeah, I'm still buzzing. I, uh, I, I, like I said before the game, I didn't think... I, I, thought I, I thought our joy in the sun was done, our time in the sun with the derby. I thought we would be yeah. a bit spoilt, but the train keeps on rolling. We've had a good run, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Do you think the double dupe is on? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the double dupe. I don't know if That's like my now now that I'm confident. I don't know if it goes the other way now, but it's definitely on. I think we we'll get into it, but I think yeah. we're so far ahead. It's, it's easy to say now though. You don't know what the form or what would be like at that time. Yeah, exactly. It'll be like they'll probably have yeah. another manager by then. The way it's been yeah, going yeah. lately, and this yeah. it'll be uh, four in four for Russell Martin if he plays against another manager. Which is a bit yeah. crazy when you think about it. They asked him actually in in the interview, like, why do we? Why does he think that we're having such a good time right now? And that's what he said. He was like, well, we played them three times and they've had three different managers, so that's got to say something. Oh um, yeah, massive. Without knocking like the team or the players, I think he was just trying to get out the club. Is maybe not as focused on a direction as perhaps what we are right now. And and again, you can look at the bigger picture, maybe. The criticism Martin's had, start of the year especially, um, but it just shows that pulling in that same direction, you know, even through the thick and the thin, like 
maybe it is the best way to go about things. Another example of that actually could be Arsenal right now. Yeah. Like yeah, how long did chat. Arteta have before we started getting it right? And I say getting it right because they're, they're top of the league at the moment today. Who knows where they're going to finish this season? But I think it looks like the hard work's paid off. Yeah, it's yeah, well, it's, it's refreshing because you just don't see managers in jobs very long, do you? And I think, I think there's merit in keeping people longer, just yeah. to have the same. Because if you're chopping and changing all the time, like we said, like Cardiff, then it just it just doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, well, we, obviously we'll get into the details, the game itself. Uh, but before we get there, don't forget to subscribe, as always. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit the big red button. Don't forget to click a thumbs up. Uh, if you're on Spotify, you can rate us, I believe, as well. So give us, you know, whatever star rating you think we deserve. Hopefully it's a good one. And subscribe and follow us there as well, because I think you can keep up to date with everything we put out. We do put a couple more things on YouTube, though. We have like the match preview videos. I try to catch up with someone from opposition teams to get a bit of insight before the game. So that's only on YouTube at the moment. Um, and social media, Twitter is where we're most active. So feel free to chat to us there. We're always interested in getting involved in any discussion. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for the housekeeping stuff. On to the game, I guess. And where should we start? I mean, it's quite a big incident that happened right at the start, but we've got maybe seven minutes of the game to discuss before that, in which I will say I thought Cardiff started quite well. They did. They were they were definitely the better side. You could see they come out hungry. Yeah. Uh, I was panicking a little bit because they had sort of a couple of not chances, but sort of like mini openings where yeah. a couple of tackles flying in, but it was all down that end of the pitch, wasn't it? It was a bit of sloppiness from some, some, some of our passing and yeah not reacting under pressure that gave them the half openings and they looked like they were up for it a little bit more than I don't want to say we went up for it but perhaps they caught us off a little bit perhaps our players were a bit like it's been easy the last couple of games and that intensity right at the start caught them off we never know if that would have fizzled out died down I think quite often teams that start that way if they don't get a goal early it does tend to go off and we would get a foothold not saying that we would have ended up going to win or score or anything like that but I think the game would have changed but we can't we can't say because obviously what happened on I think it was seven minutes in. I yeah, I think I think what we saw was that we yeah, sort of come minutes. yeah, we sort of come out and say, like, calm it down, you know, take the take the pressure out of the game, just you know, play play the way you've been playing, be calm. And I think Cardiff started like in a, in a, with a different approach, just aggression, just pure like we gotta win this game. Come yeah. out all guns blazing, and I think that's probably what leads to what happened, I yeah. think that's part of it is that they were so maybe too up for it because that like what happened was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I mean, right. So the incident that we are referring to, I'm sure everyone listening watched the game, but for those who might not have, those of you that might have listened on the radio or whatever it is, um, <clears throat> Callum Robson, Cardiff's new summer sign-in to sort of bring them goals and inspire their forward line. By all accounts, started okay. Um, they were looking for him to do the damage today. I think he, I think it's him that fouls Mac Rhymes, um, and he picks the ball up after the ref blows his whistle. And Cabango comes over to get the ball. As he comes over, Cabango kind of leaves a shoulder as he's coming over to get the ball. So as a result of that, Callum Robson reacts like not wanting to give Cabango the ball picks the ball up and kind of like, I thought he threw the ball at his face, but he doesn't actually leave the ball go. So we kind of like, 
I don't want to say hits hits him in the face with a ball. It's kind of like a bit of a tap, like you would do to a baby with a balloon, like bump them on the head sort of thing, but with the ball. And obviously, Cabango milked it. Let's be honest, he did. But you, why would you not? And why would you do it in the first place? Like as soft as you might think it is, as like tame or whatever as it was, you just cannot hit any player at any point in the head, whether that's with your hands, your arm, your elbows, um, your feet, or the ball, like intentionally. And it was an intentional movement with an object to the head of a player. So that's an instant red card. The ref had no other choice. Yeah, I will I will give credit a little bit to Cabango, maybe not credit. It's not really part of the game, but I think it was I think it was class because like I just said, they they came out with just pure passion and aggression and I think they were on that edge and I think the players sensed it because I think even before that um, you know like in the second half where Darling sort of makes a tackle and leans down to say something he did that in the first half as well and I think maybe you can sense when a team's just really on the edge of you know going overboard maybe and I think Kabango just comes in little nudge in the back like trying to get a reaction and he does and yeah, like you said, it's it's really stupid to be fair. I remember in the stadium, what like when he did it, I was just thinking, what an idiot! He's got to, he's got to get a red card here. And I just think, just I, there's no words for it. It's so stupid, but we'll take it. Yeah, take it all day long. Don't get me wrong, but like from a neutral perspective, you know, we're always going to be biased with Swans fans. And I was like, ah, oh, that's it. We've got yeah. to win the state now. But um, <clears throat> and it did change the game because, like we said, we Cardiff started well. Uh, they were pushing us good, they were pressing, they were, you know, we didn't have any foothold in the game at that point, really. So no. it just changed the game completely because it just, we were just all of a sudden just totally in control. Um, but from the neutral point of view, it's a big derby match. And that's like, I know red cards are quite common perhaps in these sorts of games, but not at seven minutes in for something stupid like that. It's not even like he's like gone through somebody, you know, like it's, but yeah. Um, you could say it's a shame from that perspective that it took the football match away. And it would have been, to be fair, interesting to see how we reacted to that start and if we could have turned it around yeah. in, in a normal situation. You know, that could, would have been a good test. Um, you know, we ended up winning 2-0 and it was a comfortable 2-0. It doesn't actually do justice to the way the match went. You know, we won 3-4-0 and four nil the last two times. I think this game, if anything, had better chances, like overall, or more the ball. Probably should have done more this time. Kind yeah. of the way it goes sometimes with a with a red card though, isn't it? With the team just have no choice but to sit back. It does sometimes make it more difficult. But we got the job done, which is the important thing. But yeah, Callum Robson, I saw a lot of people arguing that it was never a red card and the game's gone soft. But I just and the pundits, to be fair, they've all said like the ref had no choice. And I, I do agree. Yeah. I think even if it was the other way around, I would just be so disappointed with the player that he's done it in this game. Yeah. Or any game really, but um, rather than being frustrated, the refs given the the red because like if he goes over to see the assistant, doesn't he? And I think as soon as the assistant says to him, like he's hit the guy in the face with the football. Yeah, there, there was there was say anything else. There was hardly no discussion. Was actually looks at him and the I think the lino must just say like yeah, he's hit him in the face, and that's it. That, that there was literally not even a discussion, and the red yeah. came out. Yeah, so. It is. It, you know, he knows as well. It just seemed so stupid that somebody got sent off for something like that, but you, you can't do it. Like it's, yeah, I think you're right. I think if it was the other way around, we would have just been slating the player, just saying like how stupid it was to do that in such a big game as well. Yeah, it was. Um, 
yeah, not not quite the the best uh, best decision. But there was a nice tweet that came of it. I thought it was quite funny. So this is Callum Robson just before kickoff, a couple of hours before kickoff. I mean, I'm guessing it didn't come in on the train, but it looks like from this picture. Uh, for those of you that might not be watching on YouTube, it's a story from Callum Robson's Instagram, I believe. Um, it says, first Derby Day soon, let's go. And it's like a picture of the stadium like you would take if you were coming into Swansea on the railway line that goes like above the stadium. Obviously, I, I guess he's got that from us. Oh, the video is it actually the Cardiff have uploaded. Yeah, they must have put like a little video together, like the Swans did. Um, yeah, they did yeah. Just to get you pumped, I guess. So anyway, yeah. So he's 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 tagged that in this post. That's what he's done. But I just thought it was funny because he posted that, and then the result. We we yeah. we quote tweeted it and just said, "Let's go have a bath." Which uh, I, can't <laughs> with that I think. Um, yeah, I think again, just maybe a little bit, a little bit too up for it. Because <clears throat> um, that wasn't like too up for it. That was just. Reacting stupid, yeah. I, know. I, I think, like, I think Mark Hudson said in the post match interview, I'm sure he said something along the lines of, like, you know, he was dying to, you know, make an impression on the derby as his first one. He was dying to sort of make a name for himself at the club that he maybe went a bit overboard, yeah. But I didn't actually realize it was him. I, I just thought afterwards when the you know, the game sort of settled down a little bit, um, I was like, oh, who got sent off because it seemed like. Obviously, I thought it was a midfielder or something or a defender. Um, and then when I saw them reset, I was like, "Oh, where's Callum Robinson up front?" I was like, "Well, you've got a double, you've got a double low there because you know probably they're most likely to cause damage going forward." And he's got sent off, so that was yeah, it was a double, uh, double yeah, benefit. Made it tricky, made it tricky for them for sure. Uh, yeah. They did make a lot of changes for this game actually. I think, I think they said it was six players in a starting team that have that would experience in their first derby day. Um, I think I picked up on that on the last podcast, but they there was only one in the team from the QPR game, I believe. They made a few changes to bring some experience of the derby back in. Ah, um, uh, okay. Oh, I didn't realize they made any changes. They were staying on the telly beforehand. Um, but yes, so or Swansea from that point onwards, there was one scare though before any goals were scored. Um, I believe it was the right back Thomas Sang who. Cardiff had like a rare counter attack going forward. I don't know who's the. I think somebody heads it clear off uh, from the penalty area, and it just falls nicely to the right back who like volleys it. And to be fair, it was a good strike and a very good save from Stephen Bender. Who uh, I think it was the only save he had to make actually. Yeah, I think it was. I panicked a little bit because it looked like um, when he hit it, the Stephen Bender was sort of slow going across. I don't know. That was just my reaction at the time in the stadium. Yeah. It sort of looked like he wasn't gonna go for it and then he does. So I thought, oh my god, I thought he was rooted to the spot for a, like a like a split second. Yeah, so if you obviously um, we watched it, you like... watched it at the game. I watched it in the pub. Um so I have the luxury of talking about the coverage. But on the replays you can see very clearly that Bender's going the other way because the ah, curl of the was, ball. Yeah. So the ball curls quite a lot, right? So yet it. it's one of them volleys that like swings, you know. So he's going after the volley's hit, like the other way, and then realizes, and that's why he looks like he's wrong-footed or uh, um, slow to get across, and that's when then he jumps to get to get to get to the ball. But it was a good save then, I think. Fair play. Yeah, if that had gone in, I would have been worried because they would have been sat back defending a one-nil lead. It would have been a long afternoon there. Well, it already started anyway at, yeah. at that point, and afterwards, I just think it's going to be another like red in type game, so frustrating. Just another team. 
something for you know for for all of the game, and you've just got to have a goal to open them up at that point. Yeah. Um, be worth mentioning the referee at that point. He's saying about starting early, but time wasting and stuff. Chopped his uh, silver locks off. Yeah, I know. I thought that. Yeah, What's silver his name again. What's his name? Peter Walton, is it? Wal- Wal- Walton? No, it Walton. wasn't, was it? Yeah. Well, he's the same guy that was up at West Brom, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, he's the one who usually got like long, long grey hair, isn't he? But cut it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the same ref. I thought I thought it was the same ref that we had when we went to West Brom. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because I'm sure, sure. I'm sure he's the ref that booked Manning for the early yellow. And then... He reacted in there at some point in the game when we were saying, "Yeah, I've got a clue," and he was like, Wait, "What are you on about?" Like, oh, no, fans. I think it was a different you know ref. I remember recognised. I remember the guy from uh, oh, okay. West Brom. I think it was a Maybe different one. Fair enough. I mean, they're not all memorable. Yeah, G Scott was West Brom. I'm trying to find the oh, and Darren Bond. Yeah. Oh, Dar- that's who it was. Yeah, Darren Bond. Yeah. Um, she's got his hair off, basically, the charity. Apparently, so fair play. Oh, fair Just enough. Thought I'd check that out there. Because uh, he had the luscious <laughs> locks like yourself. You should be sporting the Alice band like he was, no? Oh, and I'll try to pull it off like that. Not with the not with the, not the, with, the silver, with the silver fox. I can't pull that off. <laughs> um but yeah, so big he said it was two big decisions that he had in this game, wasn't there? Um hmm. yeah. You got the first one, I say spawn. Second one, I just it didn't matter in the end because we scored three minutes later. He wanted to know that at the time though. But unbelievable. I thought that was unbelievable. Maybe he's unsighted, and I think he had a player in between him and the incident. Okay, if that was the case, fair enough. And he did say he didn't see it, okay? And if he doesn't see it, I guess you can never give a handball if you don't see it. But why is the assistant not seeing it? It's literally in line with him. Like, you would see a guy's fist. Like, surely? That was awful. That was, yeah. I I think, like, you can laugh about it now because it didn't affect the game, but... That Imagine just can't it. happen. It just can't happen anymore. We had we had one against Reading as well, didn't we? Then, but they went down the other yeah. end and scored. Then, yeah, yeah. It was, I guess yeah, it brings up the. the uh, I guess it brings up the VAR again because you just can't. How can you miss that? I got to be honest, though. I will say, like I was in the stadium, and from where I was sitting, I couldn't really see what happened. I saw all the players run yeah. out to the ref, and I thought, oh, something. There that must be something says it all, to react. Yeah, for them to react like that, something must have happened. When I see the replay, reaction, like. oh, when I seen the replay, it's ridiculous. And you think someone actually sent me the replay because I said, "Oh, what you know, what's what's happened?" Is it handball? I text one of my friends. He sent me the video while I was in the stadium. It's the reverse Maradona. Just thinking, oh my god, how is how has that been? Imagine that cost us the game. Oh mate, you can see Martin's press conference now, can you? Um, but ultimately, yeah, basically, I know we didn't explain what happened. So I think it's Kipri, the defender, centre back. Yeah, Cedric Kipri. Um, he yeah. goes to head across a way that's coming across the. It's kind of like penalty spot area, part of the box. Somewhere around there, he's going for like half a diving head. Like it's not to the point he's diving. He's going to end up on the floor. He's kind of jumping forward, going for the header. I think I don't know if he realizes that he's going to miss the ball with his head, because I don't know why you'd have your arm there, right? But he basically say he's leading for a header, jumping, you know, in like like a bit of a salmon. Um, but he has his fist ahead of his head and he ends up fisting the ball away, like punching the ball away. Um, his fist is like 
in front of his head, but kind of tucked in. So it's not like out outstretched, but nonetheless, clear and obvious fist hits the ball. Nowhere near his head. Um, and like I said, fair enough if the ref has got a player in, in between obstructing the view, but you can watch on the replay, the, the linesman is in line with that cross. He's in line with the cross, which means he would see the player jumping across. There was no one in between. He'd see the player jumping across with his hand in the air, in the air because I'm pretty sure that's the way he was facing as well. Or like, yeah. It's like that. If you can, I mean, again, if you're on Spotify, you can't see, but it's kind of like this. I just, I just think he didn't want to make the decision. If the ref's not, yeah, I, I think just think the linesman's too scared. They've already made one big decision. They're probably thinking, like, I can't do it again. I'll lose I the, think other, you're right. the other line. The other linesman, time, I so. think, I think the other, like, obviously, the other linesman has to make the decision because he's right there. Um, he's right there with that. But maybe the ref has seen a little bit of the red card as well and said, Oh, I think he's done this. Did he do it? Um, but if the yeah. ref hasn't seen the other one, I don't think it, it, I, I can't think of any other reason because if he's seen it, he's got to give it. Other than that, he's probably thought, oh, if he hasn't seen it, I'm not going to step yeah. in and and make a name for myself here. But it's poor though, and I think like what what frustrates me about all these refereeing mistakes is they just like after the game that was done, there's no questions asked. The only way you're going to improve it is if you acknowledge the mistakes and like try and be better afterwards. I think there needs to be a system in place that. They're questioned on why that has been missed. By it doesn't have to be necessarily publicly, but at least a report should come out afterwards. Then that yeah. says like what they saw um, and how the refereeing association is expected better. Because ultimately, when you look at where the linesman is and where this happened, there is no excuse. He should be seeing that. That's his job. That's what he's there for. What else is he there for? Call an offside and say when it's gone out of touch for a throw in. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, you've got three I pairs agree. of eyes there on the pitch, like, and and if you go into VAR as well, then I know there's a conversation. I feel like the development of VAR is necessary in terms of like the current format. Perhaps isn't the way forward, but there should be something in place that somebody is watching a screen that would see that that is an incident and call it back. I, this, I is like the system, but... this is what I've said before, though. But like football's a bit more fluid. I said it's quite hard because the game moves quite a lot, doesn't it? But like when you know when you you know you watch the game on Sky when you watch it they pull up a replay within seconds and someone's just got to be watching the game and just say look you've absolutely yeah. got this so wrong. But it went straight off the throw in so like if there's someone watching that replay like within five seconds they would know instantly in our penalty in the refs here that that yeah. was handball chuck it up yeah. on the screen. But like, this is, this I don't even problem. know why they need the screen on the edge of the pitch. Give them a tablet, like surely you can feel. Yeah, it but this is this is the problem: is no one takes, no one wants to take responsibility. Like the the linesman doesn't want to make the decision, and even when VAR is there, they use it. And it's like, well, we're not going to make a decision. We're just going to tell you to go and look at the screen, and it's just that everyone passes the buck. Like nobody wants to step in and be like, yeah, I just, different. I love the way that I know rugby you could say is too far, but the way that they ask the right questions and they have that dialogue between the guy in the van, the guy at the referee, and it's like very clear, very to the point. They get the information they need. They cite the rules of like sometimes when it's a grey area and the try is not given, it's because of the way of the wording of the rules. But at least you have the clarity then, like, yeah, of that in the conversation, and then you at least know why the decision has been made. And I would take. Like, to know what I think to make VAR working properly. I know this is aside from the Cardiff game. I'm going to be controversial here, right? Here we go. But I would bin off injury time, yeah? And I would get a stop clock. And I would also get rid of time wasting. Oh, man, I, I, 
this is one of my biggest bugbears with football and it's really getting me down not getting me down but it's like it's really starting to bug me when i'm watching a game and it seems to be happening more and more now you've got um the red in game was the best example on tuesday of a team just coming down and anti-football wasting time doing everything that's just against playing the game and you're watching that and you think oh my god as a neutral who watches this who's gonna want to watch this game but it's not just that for me it's like the it's like the injuries you know like when players go down and then oh there's a big thing like oh you should kick it out oh no we don't want to kick it out and then they go mad and the ref stops the game and then 20 seconds later the players up running around like a gazelle yeah that's ridiculous like that does my head in more than anything i mean I don't know how you police that because how do you, you can't the ref can't make a decision if someone's genuinely injured or not. But there's there's got to be someone in place that's like you. you if you're that, going down, you've got yeah. to be seriously injured or we're playing on. I think the the clock thing gets rid of all of it though because like if he stops a play and yeah. stops a clock, then why would they do it? Like there's no reason to unless you just need a yeah. breather. Do you know what I mean? Because you. you you're never going to... I don't think you ever get all the time back in injury time that's lost with the ball being out of play and all the rest of it. No, nah, you don't. So if you introduce the stop thing and it's dead on 45 games over or half-time or whatever, and I think that means VAR as well, it means they can go and look at these things without worrying about the time, if that's what the problem is. Yeah. Because you're just, okay, hang on, stop a clock, they think it's handball, let me have a quick look. Oh, yeah, handball, time back on penalty. Yeah, it's not a bad shout because that—that's the. I don't know. I don't know if it seems to be happening more just from, you know, thirty years of watching football. They're just stubborn, aren't they? They're stubborn to make the change head. that's necessary to make the, the system work. Yeah. You know, VAR is not perfect in its current form. I just think a lot of other sports have done a lot better, and you know, you can say like Hawkeye and tennis, but tennis is, is completely different. Obviously, I know rugby's different, but in terms of it's on a field, end to end, two teams, referee. Yeah, but- a lot more similarities where the same sort of system could work. Yeah, but like I you said, every every sport, every other sport has found a way to make it work. Whether it, you know, cricket uses Hawkeye and they use the what um, do they do in NFL, like the edge. They review it, so um, it's not really going to work in football. But in the NFL, they've got like um, they've got rules where if something happens like in this time of the game, then the referee reviews it. Um, They've got like the coaches have got like challenge flags where they can challenge a referee's decision. Oh, and right, they've yeah. got to review it. Um, well, that is other system, though. like one and a half or something for each manager. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like, if it's a wasted challenge for something, how do you say what's like deemed, yeah, deemed challenge worthy? That's yeah, it wouldn't really, that. that wouldn't really like the NFL is different because it's so it is very stop start. So there's so many opportunities yeah. to to do that, but <clears throat> I mean, VAR should review it anyway. They should just be have a referee watching the game yeah. and just, just give somebody a bit of power and a bit of responsibility to just be like, that's wrong. That's handball. That's so ridiculous. You've got it wrong. It was a penalty. Yeah. I maintain, I think football needs to change his timing and the stopwatch needs to be added. I just think All right. 100%. it improves VAR, gets rid of time wasting, people pretending to be injured, all this rubbish that is not good. One simple solution, I just think it, it and you get, you get to see more football. And if if the argument is well, actually, like games of football are only like thirty minutes after all the time out of play, the players will be knackered. Well, if that is the case, lower it to forty minutes a half. Like if that's what 
the problem is, but I don't think that would be necessary. I think just 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 yeah. try to stop watching, get rid of injury time. And they didn't even have a situation like where we had the other day up at um Watford where the lights went out and we had like 20 minutes of injury time because the clock would have just been stopped. Yeah. Like the leads the leads last game was it. off for long. Why do you need it? to keep it ticking? Why do you need to keep it ticking? If the game's not playing, the game's not playing. Just stop it. Yeah, yeah. anyway, rant over. Yeah, sidetrack. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Still my head in. Uh, players going down <laughs> for ages and then just getting up and running on for another 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, Ollie Cooper added his name to the list of Derby Day scorers. Very special moment for him. I believe his dad or something like that played for Cardiff. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> big game to kind of like score in, especially when you're from the academy of a team. So he I, um, came through the Swansea Academy, and that's just one way to like. That's it. Now he's there forever, you know. Yeah, I called it on Friday night. I think I tweeted if he like emulates what Joe Allen did, it's be amazing. And then he does. He scores that goal. Yeah, like you said, I just want to say now. how what an outstanding finish it was, though, because Kundal accidentally assists him. I'm sure he would. Oh yeah, yeah. saying that he accidentally did that on purpose. Um, but absolutely outstanding. So, like, not even a meter between where Kendall misses the ball and Cullen, not Cullen, Cooper, um, <laughs> finesses his shot into literally the top bins, top right corner. Uh, it's the post that kind of hits the floor and then goes in or something, or crossbar and then floor and in. Um, but he has to react so quick and to get that, like, finesse and that precision on where he's shooting. Because by all accounts, you're expecting Kundal to get a shot away there. He kind of wrong foots himself and falls over, which is and, and to be fair, like he done the Cardiff player because the Cardiff player was going in for the block on the Kundal shot. Yeah. And because he's missed it, that gap's open for Ollie Cooper. But yeah, such a good finish to react that quick. Like he had split second to react and to pick yeah. where he's putting that shot. Yeah, you're right. I think that's what's impressive about it was the just to be able to do that in that split second with bodies in front of him on the floor. And then just to just to have that split reaction to lift it into the far corner away from the keeper, yeah, a class finish. It was a very very good finish. Well, and can, we, can we just talk on. about Ollie Cooper while we're on it? Just yeah, I'm literally going to put it out there that I think he's player of the season if he carries on like this. I just I I've been saying it so long that that Stoke game where he made his first start was where our season changed. Yeah, I think Three it's between him. Him, Manning, and Grimes for me at the moment. Obviously, it's a long way yeah. to go. But for me, yeah. them three are the ones that I've got their hat in the ring. Um, yeah. Maybe you could throw... Maybe you could throw Cabango in there, but I don't think yeah. he's quite up there with the others for me yet. No. It's just it's just because of the turnaround. When he when he played him in that Stoke game, we looked so much better going forward. The energy completely changed. And then I think Fisher made the mistake and we had a late equaliser. Yeah. And he brings Bender in the next game and continues to start Cooper. And that's where our season just completely changed. Go especially going forward. That's where we started going on this run of run of wins. I think he's been class. Yeah. And it's just still keeps keeps telling him that he cannot drop him to try and bring in Perot and Oberfemi. We'll get on to that later. But yeah, he's been class. I do think I haven't seen I know we had a moan when he got dropped. I think it was only two times to be fair. He came back in the game after each time, and both times it was a three-game week. So I do think maybe he's managing yeah. his fitness because he is yeah, yeah. in his first season with us. And I know we done Newport last year, but it's very congested at the moment, especially because of the World Cup. So I think it's a bit of rotation in there, and he's picking the games he thinks he's going to 
have a bigger impact. So you drop him for one, and he thinks, right, it's going to be a bit tougher, perhaps. And then he brings him back for one, and he thinks he'll have a big impact. So he started the last two home games. Same as Kendall, in a way. Like, he started him at home twice now. Um, maybe when we go away, he's trusting more experienced players in the harder, tougher away games, but while giving them a rest. So he's kind of balanced okay. I just, I think... I think it is. He does want to keep the way. If you hear Russell Martin talk about Ollie Cooper as well, he's very complimentary. Um, I think, yeah, he's 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 loving him at the moment. So it does. Brilliant. It does like, what it, I think. Keep playing. I think like you with young players, you obviously need a bit of luck. You need a bit of luck to get that yeah. chance. Like obviously, um, I remember at the start of the season, he didn't have a look in. I think he brought him on. I think his first appearance of the season, he brought him on. It might have yeah. been the Luton game. It looked like Congreve was going to be the one coming through, not him. Yeah, and it, we were, I think we were like we lost to Luton at home two 0 didn't we? And I think he brought him on, um, like in injury time maybe, or like with five minutes left. And it was the first game he played all season. They just think he's just not in his plans. But then you know, a couple of injuries. He played the injuries game as well, didn't he? You did it right there. Yeah, I think a couple of injuries. Like Pat- Patterson's been having a bit of a weird season with fitness and and Cham wasn't playing very well. So he, he's put him in. And Obafemi was forced onto the bench after the Burnley thing, which is why he started against Stoke and he's just taken his chance. And he's never looked back. Three goals and oh. one assist so far this season. Oh. And my, my worry was that I kept I just kept worrying that when everyone's fit, like he would have been an easy answer maybe because he's younger. It would have been easier to say, well, you know, you can sit back on the bench while we bring all these players back in. But there's no way that can happen now. There's just there's no chance. Not at all. <clears throat> I agree completely. I think he's been an amazing, um, amazing find or like a decision to bring him in. Obviously, he's not a transfer. I'm glad he didn't go back out on loan, and he's definitely benefited from his year at Newport. So onwards and upwards. And I think there's needs to be a conversation about a serious conversation about him going to the World Cup now. Uh, for, this is how my stance on it, right? If you're going to take Johnny Williams, why is Ollie Cooper not there? When Johnny Williams is playing in a lower league, like Ollie Cooper starting week in, week out now, he's scoring goals, he's getting assists, he's been a nuisance, he's plaudits from all the pundits now, people are taking notice of him. How can you take someone like Johnny, you're going to say the experience, so he's been there for Wales a long time and he knows all about him. That's what it would be said. I just think that's like, you can't. You just can't take him over him now. It's just, no, it's, I, it's, I think it's going probably, to cost him at least before the World Cup. Yeah, there's, um, you know, there's probably, um, you know, like a temptation to sort of, you know, because it's like this big occasion now, isn't it, with Wales World Cup. It's probably a temptation to give these players, like, a chance because they've been there for so long, like the like a, like a nostalgic element, but I think like at this level of sport, like someone like that in form, it just you can't ignore him. He's got to go. He's got Sometimes to play. that exciting nobody that's come from nowhere, like no caps or anything in a big tournament like that, can be the. the I told you, there's, there's always like in any sport, like obviously we watch a lot of rugby. There's always like a World Cup bolter, or you say like a Lions bolter, someone who just hits form at the right time, and just just flies with it, and they end up in like the Lions test team or. You know, like when the World Cup, a player comes in and just lights the World Cup up. It's just got to be, you got to go with it. If he's hot on form now, if he carries on like this for the remainder of the, well, we haven't got many games Two left. Three games, break. Yeah. yeah, there's not many. If he carries on performing like this, you know, gets another goal, just carries on before he's got, he's got to go. He's got to go. Yeah, I, I just, I'd love to see him go. To be honest, I think he deserves it. Um, 
okay, moving on from Ollie Cooper. I uh, don't really think too much happened the rest of the first half. Uh, we, and we did have some chances. Oberfemi could have had like, he did end up getting his goal, but he could have scored like four. He definitely yeah. had that trick. Uh, yeah, that could have come back to bite us. A couple of times. He, he got through, didn't he? And he, he hit it wide. Then he did a turn. That was a good strike, but I think he got saved. Turned someone and got saved. And then finally, Mac Rhymes played an outstanding pass through the middle to like let him in. And he did finish. He finished his dinner at last. He needed that goal, bloody hell. I was like not not slated him, but you think you can't be missing this many these many chances. He missed another one after his goal as well, one on one with the keeper. Yeah, that went wide as no, well. Then. Just wide of the post. Same sort of shot as the first one. Just dribbled yeah. wide. Yeah. <laughs> um but he's getting in the positions, perhaps he's still getting back to where he was after I the still, I gotta be honest, like I was yeah, I was I wasn't slating him, but you start to when it's a when it's a game like that and it's one nil, I just think oh all these missed chances are gonna come back and bite us. Um but I will say, like he always looks dangerous. He always looks like he's getting behind, his pace is ridiculous, and I forget all the time how young he is. Yeah. Twenty two. Yeah, I sh- you forget the new is just ridiculous. Uh three goals against Cardiff then in the in two games. Um I saw Swansea tweeting that, yeah, yeah, he's got joint sixth on the all-time list alongside the likes of Nathan Dyer and Darren Prattley. I, I think he scored the two in the away game, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did, did, yeah. Um, so he replied, which I haven't got the reply there, but he replied asking what the record was. Obviously, Swansea replied saying eight, and then he's come back with April it is. <laughs> <laughs> if imagine he scores five goals in April. I will, uh, I'm not making any bets, actually. <laughs> I'll come back to <laughs> just in case. Yeah, that would be amazing if he does that, though. Could you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Fair play to him. Been, yeah, he's been brilliant. He has been brilliant. Yeah. But uh, there we go. So obviously, I think two 0 We were kind of controlled the game then. Probably should have scored more, but it was kind of one of them where it was like he was done anyway. Um, it would have been nice to get a couple more, but like some of the commentary afterwards as well, they were literally saying like it's like a training match. So I, I know you appreciate it at the time when you're watching it in the derby. I was, yeah. And Russell Martin, what he said afterwards, he so he must have just like, I know like they won the game, but when he came out of his press conference, he must have just been like, I absolutely nailed it because everything he said was like so spot on. I mean, he said a few things about like Cardiff. He wasn't like you know rubbing it in and getting excited. He was right in everything he said. About you know the three managers in three games, and then he said um, he he touched on like you know I know it's a derby game, I know there's a red card, so the fans are getting frustrated because they're expecting a goal like straight away, you know, because it's a red card and they're getting excited. But we just had to like you know control the game, and then when you look when you like watch it back, you're like oh yeah, you can see what they were doing. There was no no panic from him. I think he's sitting down when they score the first goal. Um, yeah. There's no panic. No panic from him. He's just sort of back in the way that they're playing. Um, you can't, you can't take it, can you? You're like, oh my god, we need to score. Like, we we have to win this game. But they, yeah, they they bossed it. They absolutely bossed it. We talked about his assist for Mac Fermi, but I do think <laughs> we need to talk a little bit about Mac Rhymes uh, specifically. Yeah. I I watched through the whole game. I think some people <clears throat> are quick to say they don't think he does much. Or he just passes backwards or sideways or whatever, but. If you ever want to see what he can do, and I know I know he was against ten men, 
but you still have to take control. And, and he took it by the scruff of the neck, I think. Everything went through him. He was picking the ball up everywhere. And some he was people say that he doesn't forward pass. He's had five assists this season now. He's a top assister this season. Um I just thought he was amazing. Like it was one of the best performances I've ever seen him do. And I've said for a long time that I think he's doing the Leon Britton role. And I know people don't like him getting compared to Leon Britton. Gary Monk said it on Sky. Yeah, he did. Gary yeah. Monk yeah. said he reminds me of Leon Britton. <clears throat> so just saying, I should be on Sky. Um, no, he is. He, he definitely is. I think, yeah, I think people have got to remember, like I said, I think it goes back to like, People being frustrated about uh, you know not scoring against ten men, a bit of a panic setting in. But when you watch, like when I watched it back, I just think what a player. I I genuinely think um, I used to be a bit skeptical or not whether he could play at the top level. But I think yeah. I think he could play in the Premier League. I think he can. I think it's on his Dead. team to give him the space sometimes, and yeah. when he gets that space, he's like unplayable with the ball. You know, something I, people might criticize sometimes is tackling or like. Um, if he wants to get stuck in or whatever, but that's it's not his job. Yeah, his job is spraying the ball around, getting your team moving, rotating the ball. I think one of our friends was saying when he are, he was slowing the game the game down all the time. I know if he's listening, I know he'll know who he is, but I'm gonna call him out anyway. He's saying he's slowing the game down, like oh, I was going so slow through it. It's like I'm sorry, but we we like didn't a lot of people want this one this Swansea way or this way of playing football. That is literally yeah. how it works. You pass the ball around, you move the ball around to move the opposition to create the gaps, and then it goes back the other way, and it goes back the other way. That's literally what he's asked to do. That is the job. That's the game plan. That's the system. So you, you might want to see more direct, fast counter attack stuff, but that's not what we are doing as as a team. So the criticism of him slowing the game down, I personally don't see it because. That's what he's meant to be doing, if you like. That's how we want to play. So that that's a different conversation then, if that's what you don't like. But that's what the game plan is. Um, Do you know, be patient and score a goal. It amazes me. We've had this conversation so many times about people who wanted to, you know, bin off playing rubbish football, or, um, you know, bin off rubbish football, and doesn't matter about the results as long as we're playing the right way. It amazes me week in, week out, where I sit in the stadium, the amount of people that moan about us, um, you know. Not being more direct, recycling the ball. Yep, you do every every single game. People are like that forward, forward. Oh, somebody have a shot! Come on, get forward. You know, play play the ball forward. Don't play it backwards. Don't play it shouting. I will even say someone by me was screaming for Matt Crimes to come off. Um, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. He did get man of the match. Okay, he made 126 accurate passes, which is more than the whole Cardiff team. Um, yeah. Accurate, obviously they made 146, but it was only 84 percent passing accuracy. Sorry, I'm lying. I got that wrong. 146 passes, 84 of them were accurate, 58 percent passing accuracy. So, you know, nearly like one and a half times as many passes as the whole Cardiff team. Accurate passes now. That's just that's insane in itself. Like. That's against 10 other players, or 10.2, if you want to say, like, the first one was there for 10 minutes. Um, It'd be interesting. Absolutely crazy. Got, on that, have you got, um, like, a, like a touch map? I've got map? one up from Sky as well. Hang on. This one? Is that the touch map? Is it, like, where? yeah. So you look at, like, the... Because the point I was going to say next was, like, the variation in where he is on the pitch and where he picks up the ball. Yeah. Now, you look at that, 
where everywhere. where he, where he gets the ball and plays his pass. Absolutely everywhere. How do you cover that, especially with ten men? How do you cover that? I mean, there are people saying he's slowing the game down, but what he's done there is, you've said it. He's picked the game up by the. He wants the ball all the time, everywhere. He's always free. And what he's doing, he's looking for that one moment there where he plays that assist. Because he's going out, he's going, he's going out to the right to get the ball. He's having a yeah. look, right? There's nothing on. We'll go back up to the other side. Then he's the other the other side picking it up. Is there anything over here? No. I'll play it in the midfield. I'll go back over here. He is just the quarterback. And if you moving, look at he is literally moving the game around the pitch, and that's that you see it there. He has moved moved that game everywhere. He's moved yeah. that Cardiff defensive block. All and that's pitch. why the chances open up because they get tired. And that's why he's waiting it. for that moment, which he picked out. It's, just, it's class. You can't underestimate how good that is. If you touch wood, if he got injured for us and was out of the team, you would notice. There's no one else that can replace difference. that. Yeah, there's no one there. He would it'd be a. Ma- We'd have to change what we're doing until he's back. I think that, that picture there is perfect because that's exactly what we're trying to explain. Look at look where he is picking up the ball all the time. Uh, and, he, and and just to say as well, he made four chances. So he only passes sideways or backwards. Four of our, like, I think a couple of them were Obafemi's ones that he missed. Um, he made four chances. So there could have been four assists in this game. Because he put people in on goal and they obviously didn't score. Obafemi <laughs> did. It is his fifth assist of the season. Um, it's just absolutely everywhere. If you look at the passes that he did, obviously not get accurate as well. They are ones that you you can see he's trying to play someone in as well. So it's you know it's obviously hard at that point, like getting defended, whatever. But then yeah. I think that just dismisses the argument that he doesn't try these killer balls as well. I mean, the five assists does that, but you can see he's tried it quite a few times. It's yeah, but he picks, his, he, picks right. his, he picks the moment, doesn't he? He just picks the moment. Yeah. Like I said, he goes over one side of the pitch to get the ball. He's like, oh, there's nothing on you. We'll recycle it. We'll go back. We'll go back in the midfield. We'll come back. And he's just moving it around the pitch and he's waiting for that moment. And it's just, yeah. I can't say I can't say any more about him. He's been and he's been doing it all year. I'm glad he's getting ridiculous. the recognition now because he does yeah. this game in, game out. And it was something ridiculous as well about how many games in a row he started. I can't remember the number off the top of my head. But it was like 120 something or more in a row for Swansea. So basically three or four seasons straight. And he has he started every single game. Remember, like Ashley Williams used to do in a prem for us. Yeah. As captain, yeah. I mean people moan about him being captain, but that's what you want. Is that um, I have no issue with him being captain. Never have. You see him now, like in the post match and everything. Like, I know it's I know it's funny. Like, you know, like we'll we'll get onto it. Like Lata Bodier's tweets and Patterson's tweets and stuff like that. Yeah. He doesn't get involved with that sort of thing. He's just he's just ultimate calm. He's ultimate leader. His interview before and after the match, just calm. You know, yeah, it was a good win. You know, we we it was massive for the club. We know that. We you know, it's all it's all calm. He's just yeah, I think he's great. Love the yeah. man. So on average, he's creating a big chance every game. 1.2 key passes every game. 91% average passing accuracy. 85 of that in the opposition half. Like, do you remember, do you remember how say? much we had to defend him, like in the Steve Cooper days, where people said he was atrocious and Yeah. But like we used to like watch we used to watch some of the goals back that we scored. Um, some of the goals back that we scored and like literally always came through him at some point all the time. Yeah. Like starting look off at that heat map. Like look at that heat map for the game. Everywhere. He's everywhere. literally everywhere. Like left, right, centre, defending, attacking, box to box. I think. Um very good. So that's why I know we've seen Ollie Cooper play of the season. I have to yeah, say yeah, yeah. Yeah. Grimes has to be in there for a shout. I know. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Ollie Cooper's hands down winning young player of the season. That's not without a question. I don't think, but 
there's still a shout for player of the season. But we got a long time to go still. So, you know, anything could happen between yeah. now and then. Um, I do think his set pieces have got better as well lately. Grimes is. Yeah, I think so. Well, there was a criticism yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. But a lot of the corners, I know we didn't necessarily have a massive opportunity from one yesterday, but the deliveries were good. It was just that unfortunate bit that got defended or didn't quite fall right in the box. There was a couple of deep ones, a couple in the middle, and there was one or two that could have been dangerous, um, but they got cleared in the end. But yeah, I think um, very positive. I, yeah, I'd love him. I'd love him to get more goals as well. It's not. That's not a criticism, just for him, just because, you know, not everybody sees the dirty work that he does that we've, we've pulled yeah. up there, but like when he scored against Barnsley in the playoffs semi, like last season, or the season before, sorry, he just deserved that. I'd I just love it if um, he scored like a, a a goal in a big game, like further down the season. That'd be amazing. Yeah, like an absolute rocket. Okay, question then. So we talked about good Grimes is. I think maybe Felton as well. Felton's been partnering him since Alan. Obviously, he's been injured. Felton was. Going where he had to go before that, whether that was a replacement for Alan, whether that was further forward alongside Ollie Cooper, he was just doing a job in the team. Alan's got injured. He's been ever-present alongside Grimes. I just He's showing the form now is why we loved him so much before last season. People seem to forget that last season when he had a couple of... He had a, he had a difficult year. Let's not put it any other way. You know, He had the chance to leave as well, and he didn't want to leave. And now he's come back in. And I just think, again, like for me, I can't even bring Alan straight back into the team. No, no, you can't. No chance. Um, you know, Joe Allen is what he is. Alan either. No, no, I think you're right. You know, we know we know Joe Allen's quality anyway, but you, you can't you can't bring him straight back in because they've been outstanding. The, the run they've gone on, apart from the Burnley game, they've been they've been outstanding in all games. Yeah. And Fulton has <laughs> been part of that. Him and Grimes midfield have proper hit their stride now. Like, they are dominating it, didn't they? And I'm glad Fulton's getting the recognition he deserves as well because he's been slated all the time and he's finally getting recognition. Yeah, I haven't seen that thread for a while. The one that was highlighting every game we lost and trying to blame Fulton for it. Did you see that one? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Oh, absolutely ridiculous. It was like we lost the game. They would just screenshot the substitution of Fulton and try and say it's his fault. Um, I would love to see the same thread now screenshot the score, screenshot him in the starting lineup, and uh, yeah, just the thread of that. Because <laughs> yeah. that's apparently how it works. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just like that. Yeah. <coughs> so, yeah, Fulton, oh, I think <clears throat> I, I just, those two, they've done it before. They've done it under Potter. They did it under Cooper, where it was those two. And it's showing that that's just a good partnership. It's, it's got a good balance. Um, Grimes controls the things, he passes it around we've spoke all about that already, but Felton has a bit of grit, gets stuck in I think he's a bit box to box as well actually um, Like he'll, he was dropping back into the defence you know, when Grimes was pushing on a little bit and covering for him, Like it just was working really well, and I think it has been for a couple of games now And let's also, yes I know it was against 10 men, but he also got 96% passing accuracy with 102 passes accurately played, so he also played more completed passes than Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Isn't it? I know the I know the red dictates that, but yeah, he's he's been brilliant. Yeah, but yeah, but you midfielder against the whole team, like the red dictates to a certain extent, but more than the whole team. Yeah, no, no, I know, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not downplaying, and he's been, yeah, he's been class as well. So the question is, like, 
when they are all fit, I know we've kind of touched on it already, but do we change anything? Or what happens? And that includes Perot, perhaps, and Patterson when they come back. Like, how do they get back into well, the team? Do we're going to be we're going to be frightening um, when they're all fit. Surely, if they continue this form, the players that are there now. <coughs> sorry, it's like a bit of a sorry. cough. It's my sore throat from the weekend. This is still recovering. Um, yeah, if you think, if you assume Grimes is going to start as because he, he starts every game as captain as well, if you assume he's going to start. You've got Fulton, Allen, and Cham, Patterson, Kundal, Ollie Cooper. That's six players. That's before you even get to Perot and Oberfemi. So there's eight players there that fit into four positions. Yeah. This incredible competition now. And I think what it does is when they're fit, hopefully it, you know, the players are they performing so well now, you know, it, they may raise their game again because they're saying, like, well, you know, I'm not giving up my space. It challenges them to keep performing and not take their foot off the mark. But I hope um I hope he doesn't just, you know, put them straight back in. I would know, like but, uh, Yeah, I would like all of them to have to earn their way back into the team. Just as I a statement more than anything. Cham as well. Did you say in Cham? I can't remember I said in Cham. I, I might have, I can't remember. Well, but Cham's the run there now when he came off the bench in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would like all of them, like Pato, Piro, Allen, um, to earn their way back in. Because I, you know, it's easy agree, just yeah. to chuck Perot back on because of what he did last year, but he hasn't done that this year. And agree or disagree with the red card, he still got the red card. So show us why you should be starting now. Michael Opafemi scored in this game. I know there's another. He misses Bristol, doesn't he as well? So we'll see what happens there. You know, it could be it could be the situation that Touchwood Opafemi goes and picks up a knock or something, and and we're forced into it. And fair enough if that is the case, but. I think he should start on the bench, just as a statement more than anything. Come off the bench no, I, yeah, and I show us that you deserve to start again. Work a bit harder, you know. Yeah. Uh, Alan, I agree, you yeah, know, he lost out because of injury, so it's not quite the same, but still, the other guys have taken their chance, so you've got to come on now and do even better than them. Um, or just back up what we're doing already sort of thing, so we can rotate perhaps where it's the busy fixture schedule. Yeah, when we, we come back... When we come back yeah. after Chris, uh, not Christmas, when we come back after the World Cup, it's going to be the fixtures are going to be ridiculous. There's going to be so many yeah. midweek games in the end of next season because I, I think the season only finishes like a week or two later than it normally would, but we've missed a month over like, yeah, there's a lot of midweek months. games, so there's going to be so much to catch up on. So, yeah, but this could be the difference in terms of like where you finish in the table, you know, if we think we can have a you know a, a playoff push or a promotion push, Some if our bench teams. all of a sudden is you know, if our bench is then. Alan, Perot, Patson, um, you know, Kundal or if Orden Cham, whoever he starts, like how strong is that in a you know in a in a yeah. season where you've got to try and push on? But this but again, this comes to um uh I was gonna come to Russell Martin later on, but at the beginning of the season people said that he hadn't been backed. And my argument was that he has been backed. That squad that we've got is good enough to compete. We shouldn't be, you know losing the games in the manner that we are because we did have a squad to compete. And all fairness when we turn it around. Um but you can see it now. Look at the quality of the players. Look how well they play and we do have that squad that's capable of competing. Yeah. Um <clears throat> and so the bigger teams might have a lot more players going to the World Cup, you know, the ones that came down to the Prem, for example. Yeah. 
wonder how much that will affect them if they're still in the competition or tired from traveling uh, or all the rest of it just for Christmas as well. Although it could be interesting now going into January what happens in the championship. I mean, it's already so tight and crazy. I think the most crazy I've seen in recent memories. So, oh, yeah. So then, massive. you know, if we can get some. I guess it gives the opportunity. Can you take it by the scruff of the neck and go on and make something happen, you know? And all the players have got that opportunity. So it could be an interesting season. Maybe we'll fall off. We'll have to wait and see. As long as, um, yeah, it depends on the January transfer window as well. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Just, uh, there's no reason why we don't need to stand our ground for any of our players no. right now. You could say to any of them, look, if we're still in this position, come January, be like, look, we got a real we got a real chance here. Yeah, and just say if it doesn't work out, we'll have a look at summer, what options there yeah. are. I think that's yeah, fair. but I, I going back to it, I hope that he doesn't just do that, just try and shoehorn Perot and Obafemian together and drop like Cooper or you know, just or Cundell even. Yeah, if it was one of the two behind the striker. I think it's got to be one or the other now. It's got to be just more we were calling for it before we were calling for it before you got the red card. We said like he's not performing very well. Um, it's got to be one or the other. You can't drop the informed players, you can't drop Fulton. Cundell or Ollie Cooper, just to try and get the two on the pitch because it's not it hasn't worked like it did last year. So I think it's got to be either Obafemi or Pro. Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing I will pick up on though, the wing back situation. Now I don't want to be too nasty, right? I think yeah. Labodia. I thought he had a good game really on the face of it. He did have a good game. He got in some really good positions. He did do some decent things with the ball, and to be honest, he can put a decent cross in, but. I just don't think you can tell that he's not a wing back. You can tell he's not a wide player. When he's out there with the ball, he's just he's a bit clumsy on the ball. The cross doesn't always come because he can't always get past the man or he's closed down too quick and stuff like there's little things. Like Grimes played him in up there so many times. Yeah. And he did get some good balls across the box. I will credit him because he's out of position. And he did have a relatively decent game. And the sky sky commentary was singing his praises, actually, saying how the wing back's getting in behind all the time. But he was making them good runs to get in those spaces. The problem I was having was like, if you've got a Hans Wolf there and you're getting in that gap, like you just or or a Led or a Christie, they were going to do a lot more with it. Yeah, it's such a shame we couldn't get someone like Led or Christie back because I think we'd be even more frightening now. And again, like I don't want to criticize Latipodia yeah, because I think like he's come in and he does do a job, but it's just having that capability in that position where. You know, like if you, for example, in that position with all that space that they had, him, Mansour, and Ola, all game, they sacrificed that space out wide when they went down to 10 men running in there. He said, like a wolf, it's, we're going to, you know, we're going to run riot. Yeah. And that's not really, and I know he did, he did play well and he does, you know, he always does a job. I've got no criticism, you know, I can't criticize him too much, but you just need a specialist wing back yeah. in there and we could be frightening. I know why Martin's playing him. There, um, he works so hard. He's probably one of the hardest yeah, workers in the team, yeah. and that and, and that does help us out. It's just you just maybe we have more chances to score more goals if it was someone else that's more of a right yeah, back. I right, think that's right it. Back. Yeah, but, but I think when he's got the limit, obviously maybe he doesn't fully trust Finley Stevens. Manning's injured, um, and even if Soranola's there, I think like he subs him off anyway for Latabodia at some point. He just trusts him because of his work rate. And it's not a bad trait to have. And I guess we are where we are with him playing there, you know, sometimes and doing all right with it. So I think no, I think he's I think he's great in terms of his work rate and his um his defensive capabilities. I think he does quite well. 
Um, I think he's perfect to break. Like, if, if we we missed Manning on Sunday. You can see, like, what Manning does now. He does bring a lot of energy from wing back. Um, he does sometimes, you know, he does sometimes drive into the box. He might have a shot. He does got a lovely left foot for a crossing. Um, we definitely missed that. So if you've got him on the other side and Soren Ola on the right, you know, if you're, you know, if you're two 0 up or you're one 0 up on the road, and, you, and then you've got to bring Latibodier on and wing back to shore it up, that's it's perfect. But in a game like that, where you, you know it's ten men and you've got to force the issue, you've got to go forward and and you know make chances. It's a it's a different story. Okay, let's bring it around with Russell Martin. Um, three and three against Cardiff. I guess we can talk about a couple of points here. We've got Russell Martin and how he's managed to get that record. Like no one's ever done the double until last year. Russell Martin did it, and now he's carried it on and won again. Hasn't conceded a goal against Cardiff. Aggregate nine zero. Um, you know, you, you kind of like. I don't want to say don't mind, but you kind of don't mind if you lose the next one. Do you know what I mean? We've been so spoilt that you've got enough in the bank, haven't we? Just to... yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you can have one. an off day and get over it. Is what I'm saying. Obviously, nobody wants to lose that game. Um, what's he done? Like, and what's happened to the derby? Has it changed? Like, are we just dominant now? Do we just expect to be the people seeing us as like the better team in the South Wales derby? But you know, I don't want to like jinx anything or it's hard to ask that question but the recent film tells a story so i'll just go through since 2014 so that's the year that sorry 2013-14 that's the year we were both in the premier league together yeah we've played each other nine times so obviously we haven't played the second leg this season yet and that is only two defeats one draw six victories yeah, I, I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't know if it's you. I don't know if you've like. I, I, I'm like this. I feel like I was chuffed that we won, but then sometimes I feel uncomfortable with like the be over celebration. I'm like, oh, I don't know. This, you know, one day this is gonna we're gonna be on the other end of this. But I, I guess you've got to enjoy it while you've got to enjoy it while it's there. Haven't you? You've got to enjoy it while it's there. You've got yeah. you've got to. Uh, but um, I I don't know to be honest. I think you know Russell Martin has been class. I think the reason why a lot of people like him is just is. His personality, he's proper bought into into Swansea, into the city, you know, into the people, you know, like understood the derby so much. I think when we won the first game last year so well, I think we were, you know, we, we were playing fantastic football and I think we've sort of caught Cardiff by surprise um, that we were able to produce such a standard of football in a big game. And I think that's where it's happened before. All the derbies before used to be so tight. They were, you know, they were never like, big wins, loads of goals. Sometimes they, we had like a couple of three twos and stuff, but the sides were so evenly matched just because of the occasion. But I think what Russell Martin has done is just like, we play this brand of football and I think we've gonna, we're going to do it regardless. Yeah. And the, in particular, the the away game last year with the challenge of doing the double, the pressure was on. Um, you know, we've already won the first game. The fact that they went out, and I think they played the best football I've ever seen them play under Russell Martin in that game. You know, to beat any championship side 4 0 away from home is massive, let alone, you know, in your derby. I think he's yeah. just been able to play that football and like reduce the occasion, not reduce the importance of it. He's just been so good at making them play that game no matter what. And again, like I said about his press conference after the game, that's the way it came across. I just, because. I, yeah, you, you can't praise him enough for, for being able to do that. Like you said, 110 years to win three in a row, double double. 
or a quadruple, however you want to spin it. It's, it's massive. Um, yeah. But I do think on the flip side of that, sorry, I'm monologuing a bit, but on the flip side of that, um, I think we've handled the relegation so much better than Cardiff have. I think when they first came down, obviously your team is still, you know, it's still decent. But the fact that they had to let so many players go in the summer and have a massive turnover, um, and they need they need a good two or three years to rebuild that. I think they've 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 knocked themselves back a couple of years with the way they've handled the relegation. And I guess you can credit us for what we've done. The fact that we've been able to compete every year since we've been relegated. It's the manager changing for them at Dunelp as well. They try something yeah. and then they give it up. So, so I don't really understand why they sacked Steve Morrison, to be honest. They're not doing any better than when he was there. They were in touching distance anyway, like mid-table, and it's so tight, as we've already spoke about. Like, just doesn't make sense to me at all why they sacked him, because nothing has got better for him, has it, clearly. A um, couple of interesting stats, though. In that same nine-game period that I've spoke about, uh, we only have conceded two goals to them in nine games. Um, if you go back to 11 games, right, which is 2010, there's never been a both teams to score that's come in in 11 games. Hmm. So it's like always yeah. been the winning team win into nil or there was one nil nil in the middle of it, which is crazy. So one for your bet and slip in April, lads. Both teams to score, no. <laughs> that means it's going to be like three all now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and... If we look at proper competition form now throughout our history, which means excluding any uh, matches that might have been played before we were in the English League system and in the Welsh Cup, because that was a bit of a joke, wasn't it, to be honest, when we were both in that. Um, Swansea have won 32 games. They've drawn 18 and we've lost 23. I know Cardiff like to use the full stats when they talk about it, which includes all the millions of Welsh, Welsh Cup finals that they beat us in which I think sees them overtake us in terms of wins. Yeah. But let's be honest, let's, let's look at the real matches, the real form, the ones that actually count it for something. And uh, yeah, we're on 20, sorry, 32 wins to 23 now. Yeah. So I think we are dominating the South Wales derby. I think that is fair to say. I think uh, yeah, I think the derby's changed forever now. I think like I ne- like we said last year, I never thought I'd see a double. Never mind a piece like this. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to put your finger on what's changed. I know I said like we've handled the relegation better, but I think <coughs> sorry, I think they've got in the playoffs once, haven't they, since they come down. Maybe the first year they came down. because uh, it was the year that we the year we played Brentford in the final, were they in the semi against Fulham or Yeah, 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 yeah. It was when we were in the final because we could have played them. Yeah, so I think they you know, they had they still had a core of a of a Premier League team when they came down, but I think since then you can't have a turnover like you had in the summer. They, I think they, I think they just yeah. turned over their whole team basically. But but normally, when you look back at like, and we go back to like 2010 and 2011, yeah, the Cardiff side they used to come down here. It was like, you know, Bellamy and Bothroyd up front, and they had a brilliant, they had brilliant teams, and you know, sort of the Swans. They were so tightly, they were so tightly matched. But when Cardiff you. came down this year, like, no disrespect, like I didn't. I didn't know half the players that were in that squad. Only if I heard of them, and I just, you know, I think they were just miles off the pitch. But I think it's changed forever in the sense that, like, you probably want we won't have this anymore. The double thing is gone. It might just be like a period of dominance now. Whether it swings either either way, you might just have a team just dominating for a while, and then you know Cardiff might win and get back, and then they might win 
a couple in a row, you know, I think it's just changed yeah. now because that double has gone. But I think that again, back to I think the dominance has lasted throughout our lifetimes. I'm looking at it right here, and we're 90s babies, yeah, without saying the exact years. So 1990, <laughs> right? Since 1990, Cardiff have only won six times, Swansea have won 17. Yeah, it's mad, yeah. So you know, there's a bigger story there, and it does make me happy to look. Yeah, at there it. is. They, they've they've got. Um, you know, I don't. I know. I'm not too clued up on it. I mean, I don't want to say too much because we'll get slated by Cardiff fans. But I think like they've got problems at board level. Yeah. Like, well, they, I they, mean, it's rotten to the core. I think. I think they need massive changes. They've got so many legal cases outstanding after the whole uh, incident. Yeah, but they've, they've, that's one of them. But I think they've got more as well from like previous owners, from like when Ridsdale was there and stuff. I think it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, like, I won't, I won't say right, that. There's I, issues, but it's not like, any, you know, we've had our own issues. So yeah, yeah. use that as an excuse. Yeah. We we go at our owners enough. We say, when, when it goes wrong for us, we all jump on our owners and we say it's their fault and the money and all the rest of it. So, you know, they had two chances to go up to the Premier League, by the way. They went up twice and they still bottled it both times. So it's not like you know, it's not like they haven't got any success there. They never like Yeah built on it really. So I don't think well, yeah. Anyway, it's enough. We've, about we've, the whatever, whatever happens anyway, we've got it right. We've got it so right. Um the last like you know, like you said, in the last 10, 15 years, we've got it so right on the pitch in general that yeah. Yeah. Right, I want to end on then. Have we got actually, first of all. Swansea's next game is against Bristol City away, which is what next Saturday. Yep, I will be there. Nice. Um, so whoever's on the fixture list, hi, that's, that's hell of a a bit of organising there. I mean, Swansea home to Cardiff, followed by Swansea away to Bristol. That's a bit of a nuts week. Um, let's hope we can get. I didn't Especially realize as well. Car- Cardiff lost the double to us last year and to Bristol City. Yeah. And that's, it was a bigger derby for them than it is for us, Bristol City. Um, yeah. But anyway, I want to end on the game like we like to play. So I've got a question for you this time. What was the team when Swansea City beat Cardiff City 3-0 at the Liberty Stadium on the 8th of February 2014? 2014. So this was the Prem team, isn't it? Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. Yeah, Prem, Premier League. That's all I'm going to give you. I'm not going to give you the manager because you can guess him. If you want to start yeah. with him, perhaps. But Gary Monk, first game in charge. Yeah, yeah, Gary, Gary Monk, the manager. That's the when I thought the double was going to go because we'd lost the first game and then um, we sacked the manager just before the game. I thought, oh my God, this is this is what's going to happen in the Premier League as well. Big call that then, was, but it paid off, man. Massive Somehow. call, yeah. yeah. yeah but, there must um, have been some in because they don't do that. Before the derby, no. if it's not something. No. Um. Right. Okay. I hate doing right. the prem ones. Start I always forget. With... I always forget the goal. The goalkeeper. I always forget. Start off with goalkeeper. <laughs> you can't forget goalkeeper. Vorm. It is Vorm. Thank God. No, right I always back. think like I could get the seasons mixed up. It all blurs into one. Whether it was him or Tremel, like the early seasons. <laughs> 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 Usually right. Vorm, I think, to be fair. That's a solid start, that is. It's a good start. Right back. Right, right we'll go Rangel. Correct. Centre-backs, two. Ashley Williams and Chico Flores. Both correct. Left-back. 
Ben Davis. Yeah. Since, since defenders slash midfielder, we definitely played left back. Um, okay. Center midfielders too. Shelby. Wrong. Um, Britain. Uh, Britain, yeah, right. That's that's how you've used your guesses. You know, another one. Um, central attack in midfielder. Mm. Pablo. Wrong. Oh, I know it is. Tough. No, I know exactly what it no, is. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> By the way, they showed that goal when they were talking to Monk about like his when he when they introduced him at the start of Sky. Oh yeah, you know the goal I'm on about the Routledge yeah. goal. I've just told you the name. Well, yeah, I knew I was going to say that. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, they showed when they were showing Monk and they were talking about uh, you know obviously your first management day was then and then they showed that goal. I was like, oh, that's the best goal. That's the yeah. best one. That ball from uh, from we know who who I'm not saying because you haven't said. Only oh, we have guessed him from Pablo. A ball from yeah, Pablo. Did he come on at half time then? Well, we'll get there. He must have must been like because so he's, he's saying Routledge, yeah. He's saying Routledge. Yeah, Routledge and Dyer. He's the other winger, Dyer. Yeah, that and... ball from Pablo was insane. Striker. And I know the attacking midfielder was. Tough. <laughs> we'll come back to it later. Who's the striker? Boney. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, on the bench. Shelby. No. What? That's one guess down. He must have been injured or something. He's not there. He must have played in the away game then, because I remember the picture of him. Yeah, he did, like... and he was doing the swim away, wasn't he? I thought it was that game. Because I was like, because I was because we won that derby. Oh no, no, it, it yeah. No, it was we the, away in the game. Cardiff fans when we lost. Yeah, right? it was. The, yeah, it was the away. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and he got in trouble for it. Yeah. Okay. That's one um, down for the, for seven. So you got right. six left. Pablo on the bench. Yeah, Pablo was on the bench. He did yeah. come on. Come on for I know who as well. <laughs> right, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, what else have I got? Goalkeeper on the bench, Trammel. Yeah. Um. Monk season. Who was on the bench? De Guzman. Nope. Canyas. Canyas. Yes. Two left. Um. Fernandez. Nope. I don't think he was there yet. Uh, no, I think he bought him at the end of that season in the summer. Um, Vasquez. No. Yeah. No, no. That oh, was Pozuelo. The before. That was the... Oh, no, it was the season Vasquez, wasn't it? Europa League. Yeah, he must not be on the bench. Uh, uh, Pozuelo was no as well. Sorry. Oh, where um, were all these players? That, that, that was a cheap Spanish players, wasn't he? That was a cheat guess. Um, I'll tell you who you've got wrong, and then you can guess the subs, right? So you missed out in the starting lineup. Jonathan de Guzman was the other midfielder. 
Oh, and I know the uh, and the one. central attacking midfielder was Marvin Emnez. My Emnez, I knew it was Emnez. I knew it as soon as I said Pablo. I should, yeah. On the bench, you had Jordi Amat and Neil Taylor. Amat, oh yeah, Neil and Taylor you Taylor. had Roland Lamar. Hmm. Yeah. And David and Gog. <laughs> wow. He's a good bench. <laughs> I sure Roland Lamar played for Belgium at some point. Yeah, where were all these players? All like Pozuelo was there, Vasquez was there. Yeah, but wasn't the whole thing like the Spanish? The Spanish, players yeah. Out I with, like bin them all, didn't he? Well, Canas got on, Pablo got on, but they all started fading out, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Pozuelo's killing it these days, isn't he? In like the MLS. Yeah, he was playing for Toronto. Was there? I think someone like that. Um, you can, well, can, oh, yeah. you name, can you name the three substitutes? We already touched on one of them. Yeah, Pablo came on. Uh, Emnez. I knew it was Emnez as well. As soon as I said Pablo, <laughs> I knew Emnez died that game. Yeah, he came on at half time, didn't he? And he, like, oh, that ball. That's all that needs to be said. It was so that it was ball. it was right after half time as well. Um split um, the card of defence open that ball to Rowledge. Matt Grimes esque. Um, yeah. Uh I can't remember going to say. Uh, Kanyas came on, I think, for oh. De Guzman. Oh, he's got two out of two for the sub so far. And what's the last one? <sighs> I reckon Lamar came on. For? Boatledge. Nah, it was Neil Taylor for Nathan Dyer. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Probably seen the game out. It was uh, 88 minutes, so that's not bad. No, I don't know, right? Should have got Emnez. You didn't get Emnez and De Guzman. Well, I said that's Pablo. the second time you wouldn't guess De Guzman in the start. Yeah, but I just said Pablo because I remember he did the ball. As soon as, I, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I remembered Emnez started. <laughs> what about goals? Oh, yeah, Routledge, Diaboni. Yeah, too easy. Never forget that one. Okay, um, bit of news before we finish then. Well, I say a bit of news. I got some news on Joe Allen. And it's not... We said he might miss the World Cup, didn't we, last time? There's a bit of an update. Apparently he's going to go and try and see a specialist for his hamstring injury. So it's worse than expected, essentially. But, I mean, I don't know what to say, really. We knew it was a risk. I didn't want this to. Ha- I obviously didn't want this to happen, but I did say caution on signing him. Um, it's a good thing that I guess Felton's come and shown his form again, then because we haven't. I don't think missed Alan as much as he was playing well when he was there when he was on. Yeah, we haven't missed him too much. Well, I yeah, guess if at all, really. I hope he gets a chance to go to the World Cup because it'd be devastating if he misses it. Even if he just gets to you know be on the bench if he's not fit enough to start, but yeah. Um, I guess, like, selfishly from a Swan's point of view, if he misses the World Cup and then he comes back and, you know, after Christmas. Yeah, it's disappointing. Um, from the well, if you're well shot on, you got it, don't you? Oh, I'd be devastating if he doesn't make it. He deserves to just get out, get one appearance in the World Cup, at least. It looks like, as well, while we're on World Cup, um, I believe Stoke City's Reese Norrington Davis looks likely yeah. to also miss. With another hamstring injury, so yeah, that's a shame. City. Sheffield United now, isn't he? Sheffield United, yeah, that's a shame. Man, is did he used to be Stoke? I feel like he did. Oh, I'm not sure. 
my lion. We're making that up. It might be. I could be. No, he did. He played the Stoke last year on loan. He was there on loan. Fair play. I knew. I knew. I knew. I saw it at some point. But um, so yeah, Sheffield United. Um, he used to play for our academy. I didn't. Not for long, mind. But he was there at some point. Yeah. Another one that got away. 2017, it says. So it looks like we scouted him and then he got taken quite quick off our books. Um, you're saying about the selection headache. Russell Martin's actually been in the presser saying that the young guns are causing him a selection headache. Obviously, specifically talking about Ollie Cooper, I think. Uh, but then also also Luke Candle, Harry Darling, and Joel Latbodia. Um, the other thing we didn't mention about the game. We saw the return of Cameron Congreve to the bench and he actually came on briefly. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Do you reckon he's just he took him do you think he was managing him in a way like he had a really bad time in that game that he started, got subbed early, didn't he? Yeah. Or half time or something. Do you think it was a case of yeah. right, I'm gonna put you back in the youth team for a couple of weeks, go get your confidence back up. I'm gonna take you out of the limelight, get all the like presser off you, you know concentrate on your game and then you come back in because I know you're good enough it's just you know it's a big environment yeah. to make that step up I I don't I don't doubt Russell Martin anymore with the stuff because he managed he's managed every situation so well like the Patterson blowout the Oberfemi tan well whatever you know whatever happened for the first time round as well the first season he was here and this season with the, the transfer and then I, I trust what he's doing with Congreve because I know like he did he was playing him and you know, and he made the two mistakes against Middlesbrough away, wasn't it? And we haven't really seen him since, but um no doubt he's he's doing the right thing. And maybe, you know, he's brought him back in to bring off the bench against Cardiff as a local boy to bring him on. Yeah. To see That's the game out beyond the pitch when it be Cardiff. Yeah. yeah. I forget though, again, I forget. Congreve is eighteen. I know. Yeah. Really? He's gotta manage him, you know. Maybe, you know, he he needed him to play because we were short, maybe. Well, Josh Thomas was on the bench last week and he's brought Congreve in this time. Yeah, I think like he was, you know, he was playing him wing back in that game against Middlesbrough. I think we were at a point where we were just desperate for someone to play there. I think he's just, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's just managing him, just taking him out of the limelight for a bit. I think putting him on um, in this game was a statement of like, look, I do trust you. Like, you know, you are in my plan still. You are going to be on the first team. That's why he's brought him on at the end because I think it's a big game in it and probably a nice for him to go on a pitch for that game as well. Yeah, he played. He played on Monday, then, didn't he? Um, for the under twenty ones, they played on Monday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, oh, he right. started didn't, didn't and realize. Cullen did as well. Yeah, did Cullen? Cullen, Cullen didn't get come on, did he? Yeah, I think he came on, didn't he? At the end, I think he came on. I did at the end. Yeah, sorry. But, like hardly no time. Nobody did come on. Just noticed something as well. I got the Cardiff team up from that game we played. I just noticed Declan John started. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Stephen Corker, obviously. Uh, they had Wilfred Zaha and Craig Bellamy at the time as well, and Kenway Jones playing up top. So, um, Not a bad time, do you think? Yeah. Time. Well, there we are then. I think that's uh, most of what we needed to talk about today. Have got anything else before we call it a day? No, nothing else. I just think, imagine... Imagine, you know, beating Bristol City now as well on Saturday. Going top. There's some games tonight, isn't it? 
Yeah, I don't know why. It's a shame because they're playing. I think it's from the um, the weekend when the Queen died. That some of them are oh, being played. When, how was that? When's that was? Ours is on the 8th of November, so it's in like a couple of weeks. But we got Birmingham away. But then he's got Burnley Norwich tonight. I think if Norwich win, they'll go back above us. But we'll, we'll have a game in nil-nil at the moment. So Obviously, there's only like half an hour left. Yeah, can you imagine now? Because we play early on um, <clears throat> Saturday as well with 12 o'clock. So maybe we'll go top. So if obviously stays nil nil, Burnley are three points ahead of us. We can't go top because of goal difference. They got like fourteen better than us. Um, <laughs> just saying though. Yeah. Uh, how? Well, they've only lost one. No, game no, I, I said fair enough. We're not going to score right, fourteen yeah. goals. So, uh, like, go back to I know we touched on earlier the the loss against Burnley. To be fair, Russell Martin held his hands completely up in the air for that loss, saying that he changed. He didn't change the game plan from the last couple of games. They had a game plan set up for Burnley, but they ditched it because they were playing so well and winning all these games. And he said that was a mistake because obviously Burnley are just really good. Uh, they got a really good squad from Premier League. They look Fair like enough. the one team that perhaps is doing it at the moment, maybe. But, they, but then the stats, I know they've drawn a lot of games, but they've only lost once. Like, it says it all really about about that squad, that team. Um, so I wouldn't be too worried about that defeat. Uh, one nil or four nil, it doesn't matter. It's still one one loss on paper. So, yes, they are currently three points ahead of us as the score stands nil nil. Uh, QPR obviously have got to play as well. Which if they do win, they'll go into thirty three, which means we can't even go joint top if that happens. I uh, this I actually know who they got. Do you know who they got? Um, Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham Friday night actually. Yeah, I said they so play we'll Friday know. night. Yeah. yeah, we'll know before. But Blackburn have already played their 17th game. We we are on 16 and on 17, so we can go level with Blackburn, who are joint top on 30 at the moment. So if QPR lose, QPR continue to draw, and we win, all four of us will be on 30 points. That's ridiculous, isn't it? That's just it's frightening. Um I don't know, like I don't know what you think, and I'm not getting too ahead of myself. It's a long way to go, but if you look at the teams at the top, obviously you've got Burnley, probably on the, on their own. Um, you know, you got Sheffield United and Norwich, oh, decent teams. QPR. Yeah, you got QPR, who we beat. I know Blackburn like give us a bit of a hammering. Well, that was when we were on. a rough, rough time. But that was too early on in the season. But I'm just saying, like I don't think any of these teams are like, you know, not special. Yeah, well, like, Sheffield United only just beat us, but Sheffield United it was horrendous at the moment when they came down. Yeah, we we you know we deserved at least a draw in that game. We had chances as well. They had a couple of chances, but um, you know they didn't look miles better than us. I guess the only team you could say that were miles better than us were Burnley, beat QPR, Norwich. I think Norwich are on a are they on a bit of resurgence? I don't know. I think they, they did. No, they form. haven't won in the last five. That's it. But they they started bad, then they had a massive run, and now they're on another dip. Yeah. But they're our That's first game back like. after the after the break, aren't they? It looked like them and Sheffield were running away with it, and both of them yeah, have just yeah. hit really bad form, and they've dropped in down. I know they're not dropped off in it, because obviously they were ahead, but they started dropping down now, because they're still not winning. Norwich drawing again tonight against Burnley. Um, I think I think over time, like I think Burnley, Sheffield United, and Norwich will be up there. I think as the season, you know, overall, as it sort of pans out, they'll be up there. But... <laughs> You know, <coughs> we can definitely stick around with the likes of Blackburn and QPR. Yeah. And Bristol City have lost their last game as well. So 
they are down in 13th place at the moment. Obviously, our next game. But it's an interesting table, isn't it? Like, I just, I'm surprised to see where we are, to be honest. I wasn't expecting this. It. it was nice to see that we're in the mix, at least. Supposed to be where we were, to now we fought. Yeah. But, you know, a couple of weeks and it could change. Like, Luton were up there the other yeah. day, you know, they're ninth. So, Watford have gone yeah, down to 11th somehow. Yeah, to, well, they've been rubbish since they sacked the manager. Since Billich has come in, they haven't done much. I know they won the game, weekend. The first game, and then they, we beat them, and it's been a bit, yeah, rubbish since. Uh, yeah, I'd expect them to probably get back higher up as well by the end of the year. Redding falling off as well. They actually beat Bristol in their last game 2 0. Yeah. But um, that's the first win in a while. Paul Ince obviously wasn't too happy after the game the other day. Did you see any of his uh, comments? Well, now after the. Swans game, yeah, yeah, he's a joke. He was so Should bitter. Just get over it. I mean, look at the way you came to play. Like, just you can't have no complaints. Yeah. Anyway, we'll call it a day there. So it's been a bit longer, but obviously, usually is after we play Cardiff and get a win. So it's to be expected, I guess. Um, two this week. So I'll try get a video out for Bristol. I'll try get in contact with someone. Um, do we have a midweek next week? Uh. No, it's the week after, I think. Because we've got... We've got Wigan on the Saturday, We've got Bristol, then Preston. Oh, Preston, yeah, yeah, yeah. Preston, I forgot about Preston. Yeah, so we're, well, we're Saturday midweek all the way through then, are we? Until the... Yeah, so we've got us five games left till the World Cup. So it's Bristol away, Preston away, Wigan at home, Birmingham away, Huddersfield away. One home game. Yeah, one home game. Yeah, and then in the last five. The Birmingham one is the replay, isn't it? Yeah, the Birmingham one is the yeah. That's the why that's game. why it's only one home game. Yeah. And then we return. Our fixtures when we come back are sick as well. They're ridiculous. We've got Norwich. Our first game back is Norwich at home. Then we've got Coventry away. And then we've got Reading away, Watford home, Burnley home, Sunderland away, QPR away. So literally like teams Straight in the back top. to it. Oh, yeah, straight back. But I mean, yeah, it's the chance. It's a horrible run back in that is. Not if you win them all. No. Um, actually, wanted to leave before we leave with this last masterpiece from Joel Latbodia, <laughs> who's just been a winning Twitter. Um, three positions, three goals, three points. But this was the best one. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I actually can't say his name. Paul Abba Abantondo, is it? Abandondo. I can't say. Abandon- <laughs> Do you have a go? Abandonato, isn't it? Abandonato. There we are. You said it better than me. Um, idiot. But yes, I thought he's given some options about, like, I don't know how Cardiff were going to approach a couple of games. And uh, Latibaldi has just absolutely mugged them off. Fair play. Like, that's quality. Yeah, um, and then and then it was this one as well. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, does anybody know why Gareth Bale didn't play? I wonder if uh, I wonder if he'll go there after the World Cup. Oh, he's gonna go retire shortly. Can you imagine? Imagine he plays out the last season at Cardiff, then like he just because the MLS will be finished in January. Come on loan. Come on loan. What if he comes to us on loan? Oh yeah, can yeah. I don't know. I wonder. Let's have a let's have a see. I'd be interested to see if he plays in that second derby in Cardiff. Bill. 
I just I think I think that's gone, and they got no money. So how are they going to get that? How are they going to make that happen? Yeah, but if he's just like, I think he only had a one season contract with LA, didn't he? So yeah, I think but if, if it's like, a loan, isn't it? Like if it's a full yeah, season. but his contract will be over because it finishes in January. So if he just goes there on a free and probably pay, plays for nothing just to play for Cardiff to see out his career, but is that actually even allowed? Is that allowed? Surely there'd have yeah, to be yeah. something. I guess so. It wouldn't really make any sense. Like I know he's from Cardiff, but he's never played for Cardiff, so I, it's not really a thing for him to finish. I just think career, he though. likes the hype around when he, they all talk about it. Like it's just good for he's probably selling his club. Is was it pitch or par, par something? The golf bar that he's got in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're actually going to end it now. So cheers for joining me, Lee. Um, as always, don't no forget worries. to click the subscribe button. Let us know what you thought about the big derby win in the comments. Four uh, nil, sorry, three nil, four nil, two nil. The last three results. Can we? Does that mean the next one's going to be one nil? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Or five? Could be five. Maybe five nil. Um, but yeah, let us know what you thought in the comments. Like, what is the selection headache going forward for Russell Martin? Who should he? be playing when he's got a fully fit squad and can we carry this form on for the rest of the season to give a proper promotion push playoff push whatever you want to call it cheers for joining me lee and we shall catch you in the next one no worries see you soon sports social podcast network the match has just finished and you're on your way home what better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a mcnugget share box and a few tips with your mates you channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.